This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to hour number two of the broadcast. We are back to one of our favorite topics. Favorite, I'm interested in it, you're interested in it, because we get huge amounts of downloads when we go to this topic. So we're back at the topic again, and it's a fascinating topic for me. Tonight, we're going to talk about serial killers. The book is called Sons of Cain, a history of serial killers from the Stone Age to the present. And joining us for the first time is a fantastic author. And by the way, he's got many, many books up at Amazon.com. And Dr. Peter Vronsky is with us tonight. Uh, Good to have you with us, sir. Uh, hi, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, you're in Toronto, right? That's right, I am. All right, very good. And did I get your last name correct? Is that how you say it? V- Vronsky it is. Vronsky. Okay, very good. Uh, all right, so much I want to ask you because, wow, you are the guy when it comes to this topic. I have to tell you, I have been uh, researching you all week and reading uh, your book. And I tell you, my wife and I went to a haunted hayride last night. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was more scared this year going to the haunted hayride down the street that we we always have a lot of fun with than I was usually because of your book. And um, uh, I have to ask you to start by telling me this bizarre story of what was it in the late 70s, you come face to face with a a serial killer uh, in New York City. Tell us that story. Yeah, 1979, December, I was stranded in New York, and, and, you know, it was a tough time in that city, very dangerous. Um, So um, I was checking into a hotel that was a little bit on the seedy side in a um, kind of in the red light district of, of, of... of that city that's where you know the cheapest places were and so um you know before i would check into a hotel in new york that i had never stayed at i would first take a walk through the hallways um to see you know what's happening in the hallways you can judge whether it's a safe place or not so that morning sunday morning um you know it's around 8 30 quarter to nine daylight already uh i get to the lobby the rooms still aren't ready and so i said okay you know that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take a walk around here now and and see if i want to stay here so the elevator is not coming down it's like stuck on the top floor 
uh, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and you know, I'm 23 years old, a very impatient guy at that point, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm punching away at the button, like, you know, as if that's going to make the elevator come down any faster, but, you know, it probably was maybe 40 seconds, right? so it comes down, uh, and the door opens, and, and of course, I'm now annoyed, uh, you know, there's some guy up there holding up the elevator. How long does it take to get on an elevator, you know? Uh, so I give him a really hard look, you know, in, in, his, in his face. Uh, and he just looks right through me as if I'm not there. Uh, ordinary looking guy, white guy um, in his uh, 30s, typical New Yorker vibe to him, uh, you know, except. You know, there's a sheen of, of, of sweat on his face. And like I said, he's looking through me as if I'm uh, fog, not there. And then he walks right through me and he bangs me um, on the legs with some kind of soft, you know, bag that he was carrying. Uh, it felt like bowling balls at that time. Yeah. And and off he goes. So, you know, that was maybe a five, seven second, ten second encounter tops so i figure i'll go up to the top floor his floor just random uh and i go up the moment i get off of that floor um immediately there's, there's something strange it smelled like um burning chicken feathers right but i figure you know cheap hotel that's what they smell like <laughs> you know it's new york 79 right you know? so I, I you know i i take a walk around and then it starts getting a little mistier and 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 now i you know there's a clamor um there's a fire that has broken out right that's what i was smelling so I go out down the, the fire stairs, out into the streets as the fire department is coming in, and I figure that's it, you know. Obviously You're not going to stay there. Here. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> not only does so, it smell like fire, there actually is a fire. You, you, yeah, you know, so I walk away. Uh, next morning, I get to my destination where I had to be, and in the waiting room, uh, there's newspapers. And so I open the newspaper, and and the story is um, two headless torsos set on fire um, in the hotel uh, where I was checking in. That's what I had walked into, right? And the guy, of course, on the elevator, I had never thought about him. He just completely went out of my memory. You know, when I returned home, the story I was telling my friends is, you know, about getting caught in the hotel where two, um, he had actually um, abducted two prostitutes from that neighborhood. There were many there uh, and tortured them to death and, and beheaded them. And so uh, and then set fire to their torsos as he was leaving uh, with the heads which have not been found to this day. And that was what you were bumped with that you thought that were bowling balls. What I was, you know, what I thought I was bumped wow. with. Um, and so, you know, the word serial killer didn't exist in 1979 um, in, in, you know, our popular lexicon. It, it um, you know, law enforcement used it, but um, the media did not use that term. It wasn't uh, a term we were familiar with or I was familiar with. And, and, and so I had no idea, you know, what it was that I had bumped into. Eventually, I saw um, his photographs about uh, a year later when he went on trial. And I realized that's the guy that annoyed me from the elevator. 
But, uh, uh, you know, at that moment, it was like being bumped by a supernatural monster or something out of, you know, an Alfred Hitchcock movie, because we had serial killers, which just didn't call them that. And we didn't give them that, you know, concept that we, you know, anybody who watches CSI knows, you know, what a serial killer is and, you know, types of serial killers back then. Um, you know, that that wasn't the case. So it led me to this kind of fascination of, you know, with where do these creatures come from and, you know, what swamp did they come out of? Um, and why is it that, uh, you know, I had encountered one um, so randomly. That, yeah, that, so it's almost you know. like this topic picked you as much as you pick this topic. And what oh, is absolutely. It, what is it? Absolutely. You, what is it, Peter, that you think gives us such a fascination? I I did an, I did a couple of interviews about Ted Bundy. I don't know. This is going back two or three years, and those have to be the most downloaded listened to, um, uh, watched over at YouTube. What is it about this topic that makes it so popular with people? Well, it's, you know, there um, are monsters, essentially. We've always been fascinated by, by monsters, and we've always given them, um, you know, these supernatural qualities. Uh, but here, suddenly, especially with Ted Bundy, um, we have a monster that emerges, um, you know, who's one of us. Ted Bundy in particular, uh, because, you know, Ted Bundy had these middle-class aspirations. Um, you know, he studied in law school, although didn't do that well, but, you know, he could get into law school. Yeah, and uh, we've got a break coming up, uh, okay. Peter. When we come back from the break, we'll continue talking about Ted Bundy. And uh, he's one of, you just mentioned his name, it gives me chills. There's so many of these people, and we're going to talk tonight about serial killers. What makes a serial killer? As we continue our discussion with Dr. Peter Vronsky after this. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the Internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Let's talk tough. Let's talk comfort. Let's talk about down-home value. Made in the USA blue jeans like you wore as a kid. Remember? There's a place down in Tennessee where they make blue diamond gusset jeans. They so pride in every stitch. Guarantee you love the way they fit. Put a diamond gusset in the crotch where you need it most. Blue diamond gussets got it. Others don't. For 
good old-fashioned comfort, get Diamond Gusset Jeans. Every stitch guaranteed. And our Defender Motorcycle Jean comes Kevlar reinforced. See them at GUSSET.com, that's Gusset.com, or call 888-848-7738, that's 888-848-7738. Diamond Gusset Jeans got it, others don't. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. Listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we are back. This hour we're talking about serial killers. Our special guest is Dr. Peter Vronsky. His latest book is Sons of Cain. And you can find that book and all of his other books over at Amazon. And uh, he does also have quite a few of these books available in Audible audio versions. And I know a lot of you ask about that uh, when we have guests on, if the books are available in the audio version. These are. There's also Kindle version I see here on these paperback hardcover. So a lot of different formats available for you. His last name is spelled V like in Victor, R-O-N-S-K-Y. You can find him over at Amazon, Dr. Peter Vronsky. Uh, Dr. Vronsky, just before the break, we're talking about uh, uh, Ted Bundy. And I'll tell you, you could take any like little segment of the Ted Bundy story and share it. And it's like enough to just blow your mind. And then when you put it all together, it you can't even comprehend it. Uh, for example, when I teach women self-defense, I tell the story about how he went to the same park twice in the same day abducted 
tortured and murdered a, a, a woman earlier in the day, then did it later and used the same deal of like having a cast on yes. and he had a, a, a canoe he needed help with. And it's like, wait a minute, how does a guy with a cast go, go out in a canoe to begin with? But this guy was, he, he had, I, I told him he's like a 10th degree black belt in killing. And this killing. is a guy, he's a handsome guy. Uh, he was gregarious. People liked him. They trusted him right off. He did not look the part. You would not think that this could be a serial killer, and that's why he was so dangerous. Indeed, and he kind of defines this new generation of serial killers because, you know, prior to that, we kind of imagined serial killers as, as being these kind of, you know, migratory outsiders. Um, you know, there was they were on the margins of society, and yet here was this this you know shark-like monster of a killer who um, was popular, was, was you know, like, as I said, one of us with middle-class aspirations. Um, he worked as, a, you know, a volunteer in a uh, phone-in crisis center. He was very well-liked, a popular date, a popular um, guest at, at dinner parties. Um, and, and, you know, yet he was committing these horrific murders at the same time. Yeah, it seems like these serial killers, the one thing that seems to be consistent is they seem to you know, bifurcate uh, their lives. They, they have the, the public persona and then they have this evil side and they do a, just a fantastic job of keeping those two things separate. Uh, you know, like, uh, what was, who was the killer, uh, that had a family and, and everything. And, and this went on for decades. What was that? Well, the, that was my guy. Uh, well, a lot of guys, but certainly the guy in New York, Richard Cottingham, uh, you know, Times Square torso ripper, um, as he was eventually dubbed, um, was raising three children, was married, um, had a home in New Jersey, and uh, worked uh, for over 16 years at the same company in Manhattan. He used to commute in Manhattan. And, uh, you know, between home and his workplace, he'd be committing these uh, horrific uh, murders along the way. Uh, you know, the BTK K killer in Cincinnati, um, he as well was raising a family. A, a lot of them, you know, have kids and a wife and, and a normal life. Not all, but there are, um, you know, a significant number who, who do and do lead this kind of, I'm not sure if it's exactly a double life, um, because, you know, when we say double life, we assume that you're kind of living authentically in two lives. Um, their home life was probably entirely fraudulent, and their real life was, you know, their killing obsession. Um, everything else was something that they would feign, something that they thought they had to do, and, and somehow a persona um, that, that gave them a kind of a nest out of which they can operate. Yeah, a couple of other names... Uh uh, that that tend to show up on lists as serial killers that seemed normal to people would be John Wayne Gacy, 
who apparently was a beloved figure. He, he, uh, uh, I know he's he's portrayed now as like like an evil clown in the movies that portrayed. Yes. But he was actually, you know, he entertained children and and dressed up as a clown. Though that was back in the days before a clown was a scary thing. He he was That's uh, right. so. Yeah, he was a beloved figure. And then Jeffrey Dahmer was another one that was uh, also considered to be normal. And, and it almost seems like it's the, the narrative like, wow, who would have thought that this this guy was a serial killer? He he seemed just like a normal person. Uh, this is yes. the, the, what you hear. And it just it's like, really? And then we second guess it. We're like, OK, how could you live next door to this guy and not know? How could you be sitting next to him at work for all these years and not know? But it really is something that is hard to spot in someone, isn't it? It, 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 it is, um, you know, because they all have eccentricities to some extent. And, and, of course, people then with hindsight say, oh, you know, they give interpretations to this. But, you know, there are a lot of people with slight quirks and eccentricities who are not, you know, serial killers. I mean, we all have them in our families, you know. Uh, but um, then with hindsight, uh, suddenly these these quirks start having, you know, kinds of, you know, significance. Uh, you know, whether it's loneliness or, um, you know, kind of preoccupation with um, hosing out their trunk of the car, um, you know, weird hours and, and, and so forth, you know, with hindsight, often these things in even families begin to realize, I mean, you know, um, in the case of Richard Cottingham, he wasn't coming home until very early in the morning. He had a late shift. He would work in Manhattan. And, and so, you know, his wife had all sorts of assumptions as to what he was doing, but certainly killing and torturing and abducting women would not have been one of them. Um, so, so these behaviors, there could be many explanations for them, um, um, you know, until you find, you know, as in the case of John Wayne Gacy, 30 corpses, um, you know, buried in the basement. Do they, do serial killers, do they get better over time? Do they, do they sort of, uh, use their experiences to get better and better at what they're doing? I mean, obviously when someone Absolutely. gets into dozens of killer killings, dozens of killings, I mean, they're obviously getting away with it. And, and then every time they do it, are they improving on their skill? It's um, a learning process, um, and and you often can recognize, you know, profilers can recognize um, a crime scene that an inexperienced killer or an inexperienced serial killer leaves behind. Um, you know, there's hesitation, there's mistakes made, and so forth. So, um, you know, often you can apprehend someone who's going to be a serial killer, um, you know, judging by their pathology, their psychopathology, uh, but because it's their early um, crime, they, they bungle it. There are a lot of especially these days, so-called wannabe Would be kill serial thing. killers, but they got caught early on. Yeah, being apprehended early in yeah, their career. Absolutely. Another break when we come back. We're going to talk about profiling. And also, why are all of these serial killers uh, white? Why are they all around the same age? All of that and more. We'll be back.
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's Dr. Sonia Bacha on The Doctors. So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. Aging is one thing that affects everyone. George has talked about the power of stem cells for years. Now, there's a new serum that harnesses that stem cell power to bring back your youthful look. Beverly Hills doctor, Nathan Newman. Stem cells are basically our fountain of youth. This is what maintains our body's reparative regenerative abilities. As we age, every cell breaks down and needs to be replaced and what replaces it is the stem cell. Dr. Newman and Janess have developed Luminess. Luminess 
takes the science of stem cells using the same growth factor complex that literally heals our cells, slowing the appearance of the aging process. Apply Luminous twice daily and on average, see results in a week. Learn more, watch our video, and order today at a special Coast website, healthylooking.com. Plus, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's healthylooking.com. Luminous for a healthier, much younger, better-looking you. Buy now at healthylooking.com. You're listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we are back. We are live on Sunday nights. Fascinating discussion tonight with Dr. Peter Vronsky. And just to give you a little bit more of a background on him, he's an author, a filmmaker, an investigative historian, and how lucky he splits his time between homes he lives in Toronto and also in Venice, Italy. Uh, I love Venice. Uh, been there twice, and uh, one place I'd love to live. Uh, Peter, how often do you get to Venice? Is Peter still with us? Listen, it's oh, there it's we go. a great place on, uh, unless you try to park your car. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know they've been trying to get rid of the tourists. There was going to be an alcohol ban that that might do it. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how often do you do you get to uh, spend time in Venice? Um, usually my summers I spend there. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, uh, I I married a Venetian so uh, you know we we have a home there and my wife has family there, so wow, fantastic! That's my Maybe, uh, connection. Next time I'm there, I'll email you. We can meet for a bowl of spaghetti. yes, absolutely. Very good. I'll show you around. I'll take you out into the countryside. And I got one of the little uh, the boat rides, the uh, gondola rides, and all that oh, when yeah. I was there. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, so we've got a lot of people emailing questions, and I'm not going to open the phone lines up tonight. But folks, if you have a question, Jim at ChristianMoney.com. You know the drill. Put your city in the subject line. And send that over. I'll go through those and, and uh, pick the best questions. Jim at ChristianMoney.com. Um, I wanted to ask you about profiling, and I wanted to ask you about you know all of them being white and young. But I'll get to that in a minute. This is a question coming in that I think is interesting because you're in Canada. They want to know, is this serial killer phenomenon is this unique to the united states largely of course i know we have uh jack the ripper that's the you know infamous story from europe but is is generally the idea or the phenomenon of this serial killing is this unique to the united states um what was unique was this surge we had in you know between 1970 and 1999 that was unique to the United States, but other countries have similar surges at different times, and um, almost every country has serial killers. Um, you know, the, uh, in Russia, in South Africa, um, in China, um, in India, every society has experienced this phenomenon. And one of your books is even about Canadian killers, is that right? Yes, yeah. Um, I've written about Canadian serial killers, um, and and certainly, you know, our society here is, uh, you know, kind of 80% mirroring the United States. We have American media here, you know, we speak the same language. Um, so there are kind of cultural similarities um, out of which serial killers um, emerge. You know, ser serial killing, as I say, is, is, you know, partly a learning process, partly a cultural, sociological, um, you know, psychopathological 
process where a number of factors come together to um, create these um, individuals at a very early age. You know, serial killers um, are formed somewhere between the ages of five to about 12, 14. Wow, that's fascinating that that, that happens that early. Uh, What about this? Is, Is it a stereotype or is it true that that they all seem to be white. They all seem to be younger white men. I know one of well, your books is about serial killers that are women, but why does it always seem like that the Ted Bundy type age and and race and all of that seems to match up with so many of these, like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer as an example, but there are others. Are, are they all white men, and is there a certain profile? We used to believe that there were predominantly white males. Um, Today, um, somewhere, depending on which study you reference, somewhere between 50 to 60 percent of all serial killers are African-American or other races. What percentage Um, is that? Say that again. Over 50 percent, somewhere between 50 and 60 percent. So we're talking one in two. Wow. Um, and what it is, I, th- I think it's it's a question of reporting, um, because, you know, homicides, whether they're serial homicides or just ordinary homicide, usually, you know, whites kill whites, um, blacks kill blacks, and, and, and so forth. It's within one's uh, race, predominantly, not always. And so it's the same thing with serial killers. Um, and so, um, you know, serial killing in um, the African-American community, community was not as avidly reported by the media at that time. You know, it's one thing if you have in, you know, in in Detroit, say, um, a marginalized victim, a drug-addicted prostitute who's murdered um, in an African-American community, that is not going to be on page one. But when you have a uh, white college girl, on campus murdered that's page one news yeah fair enough that that makes so much sense and i never really thought about that that the media you know the the victimology is what is going to cover the media coverage and then of course that's right you know we we don't know uh you know how many uh minorities or people living you know uh marginal lifestyles like prostitutes and so forth um in in a lot of cases maybe it's never even discovered that it was a serial killer, that these are just all looked at as individual crimes and the dots are never connected. Is that right? Exactly. You know, and, and of course, um, often marginalized communities are um, under-policed in terms of uh, kind of protective services that we expect of police. Um, uh, you know, that's more towards the middle classes, not towards those in, in, impoverished. So there you have kind of a heavy enforcement-oriented ori- policing, uh, but investigative um, kind of community service policing that's, that's, that's still, even today, um, not as highly uh, developed or not really a, a, a priority. Um, so those things combined, you know, the most victims of serial killers are marginalized in one way or another, um, either by their ethnicity, um, they're elderly often, they're homeless, they're runaway kids, um, they're, you know, street prostitutes, drug addicts, um, you know, their societies, um, 
you know, disposable people. And in they're targeted and, because and, it would be less likely that someone would investigate their murder as thoroughly as, you know, like you said, a, a white college girl. And that is one of the ways that serial killers get away with this. Well, in one way, in another way also, it encourages serial killers as well. Um, the, you know, that is, uh, you know, we often think of, of serial killers kind of um, being rejects of society. In fact, they they kind of reflect the values of a society. And, and, and so serial killers um, often um, justify society's norms for the victims that they, they choose. Oh, um, wow. That's know, interesting. They, so, so they're, they're, they're in their moral, in their disturbed moral, uh, you know, processing, they're thinking, well, it's okay that I killed this person because they are whatever, a prostitute, precisely. drug addict or whatever. Very, very precisely. interesting. Um, now, what do you think happened? I know I, this is a horrible term to use, but I've heard it used many times. I've read it many times, so I'm not the first one to coin the phrase, but there was this so-called golden age of the serial killer, and you sort of gave a, a time window there. But but some yes. speculate, like, well, what has happened? So, I mean, uh, you know, thank God we're out of that, that period, but is it the advent of social media and the Internet that has given us better tools to expose people? that are dangerous why have we seen a drop-off and we don't really see uh the big uh you know scares anymore the front page stories of serial killers in this day and age well, um, we're hoping that we've gotten better at catching them. Um, the other thing, of course, is, is homicide has dramatically dropped in the United States, uh, you know, since the mid-1990s. And, and so parallel to just general drops in homicide rates, um, there has been also a decline in the number of serial killers being apprehended. Um, and, and you know, it's harder being a serial killer these days when you consider, uh, you know, cell phones and, and credit card traces. Oh, right, that right, right. So it's, yeah, it's a different world. And uh, we'll talk more about DNA. that when we get back. Yeah, DNA. We're going to talk, too, about the uh, Golden State Killer when we come back and DNA and modern technology and how that might be helping to curb uh, this whole matter of serial killing. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Hello, everybody. This is radio talk show host Jim Paris for FreeSurvivalGifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love freesurvivalgifts.com. At freesurvivalgifts.com, you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free. That's right, just pay your own shipping. Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, freesurvivalgifts.com. Com. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website again is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com. 
The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. When you use public Wi-Fi, hackers and identity thieves can see anything you do online. Embarrassing photos, your web history, even your passwords. That's why I use private internet access to encrypt my internet connection for less than 10 cents a day. Sign up now at privateinternetaccess.com and in just a few minutes, you'll be browsing anonymously and only sharing what you want to share. Privateinternetaccess.com. It's time to protect your online privacy. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-318-1251. That's 800-318-1251. 800-318-1251. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day. Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind that is here to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com now to find out more. That's GCNLife.com and start your day off with an open mind. You are listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we are back. Our final segment with Dr. Peter Vronsky as we continue our discussion talking about serial killers. And again, all of his books are up at Amazon.com. His name is spelled Vronsky, V like in Victor, R O N S K Y, Peter Vronsky. There's a huge page on Amazon with all of his books. It goes several pages. He, What a prolific author. And a lot of these books are available uh, in multiple formats, including audio, including Kindle, including paperback and hardcover. So check out his page over at Amazon.com. Uh, Dr. Vronsky, talk, if you will, about 
what's going on with the modern technology. I have to tell you, I was absolutely fascinated and floored at how they caught the Golden State Killer by using familial yes. DNA. They, they created like a, a pool of 20,000 possibilities from familial DNA and then narrowed it down to this guy. And I thought, man, th this, this is almost, it's not as good as predicting the crime before it happens, but it's almost as good if you have this kind of technology. All sorts of technologies are now um, available. And, and, of course, you know, we're all familiar with DNA technology, but what we don't realize, of course, is that um, it's now DNA tests have become much more sensitive. So, for example, evidence that was tested for DNA, um, say, in the year 2000, if it's still carefully preserved in 2018, it could yield evidence from the same sample. Uh, it's is you know we just are better now at extracting it and and getting better. Um, you also have of course um, consumers using DNA to track their ancestries. So certainly in the case of um, you know often the problem is is that to collect DNA from somebody who's a suspect um, but has never been convicted and and um, you know is out in the freedom you need probable cause you need to serve them with a search warrant. Um, and so the strategy that was used in the case of, um, you know, the Golden State uh, killer was that they began to s look at that individual's, that suspect's relatives. Um, and, of course, because the relatives are not being, you know, prosecuted or investigated, the test for probable cause is much lower in that case. Um, and, and so if the DNA um, on the victim matches uh, the DNA of the son of or the brother of or the father of daughter and so forth, a relative of the suspect – now you have probable cause. Now you can serve that search warrant um, on the actual individual and, and get that 100% confirmation. All right. So, so what they did uh, with the Golden State uh, killer, I believe they like went through his garbage or something. Is that how they got his DNA? Yeah, somebody uh, in his family, as I understand the the, the case, um, somebody in his family had used one of those Ancestry.com, you know, find your relatives, uh, right. find out where you came from. But how they got uh, his personal DNA, DNA, how they got his personal DNA to match it up, I believe. Oh, later, the, yeah, right, later than like they... Through his garbage, I believe. Exactly. Later they had, but they did it, of course, under a judge's order. Okay, very good. I, so, I, I wasn't yeah. aware of, of how that worked when you put the garbage out at the curb, if that is also well, required. In the a, case uh, of actually garbage being out in the curb, I, I understand that that actually is not even covered by a search warrant. So if, if, yeah. if that's where they got his DNA, then they wouldn't have even needed a search warrant in that case. What do you say about H.H. Uh, H. Holmes? I, I just read... Uh, uh, one of your blog posts here, and I'll use the uh, radio-friendly term BS so that we don't get in trouble uh, yeah. with the radio <laughs> regulators. Uh, but but that's kind of your take on H.H. H. Holmes. Now, this is one where yep. I think there's like a movie being made. There was a big, uh, what was that's it, right. A&E? There was a big series about it. Yes. Uh, yeah, what's could, what's you your know. take on that? 
Well, he's a serial killer, but he's a very small serial killer. Um, you know, there's a lot of mythology um, about H.H. H. Holmes, starting from, uh, you know, his uh, murder castle, which wasn't a murder castle at all, right, to the number of victims. Um, you know, he was convicted and 100% definitively linked to four murders. Um other than that, H.H. Um, H. Holmes is not even our first serial killer. Um, I describe in Sons of Cain um, multiples of serial killers uh, in decades prior to to H.H. H. Holmes. Um, and, and, of course, the most recent twist um, on, on that whole story is, is that, you know, Jack the Ripper uh, was H.H. H. Holmes, who, you know, traveled to London to commit these, these crimes that, that are in no way similar to anything that even H.H. H. Yeah, Holmes they was seem like they jumped the, doing. They jumped the shark with, with that claim. Uh, that was yeah. a real stretch, but I, I think that was, uh, you know, purely to try to, you know, keep people's interest uh, in, in that story. I believe it was a was yeah. a, like a living relative of H.H. Yes. H. Holmes who yes. uh, began to first, you know, write about it like a grandson or a great grandson. Yes, yeah, and 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 of course, you know, the, the greatest uh, still, you know, cold case in serial killing history remains, you know, Jack the Ripper. So uh, when you you know when you jack the two things together now, H. H. Holmes plus you got Jack the Ripper. Now you're talking TV series. Right? Yeah, now I don't so, know if you get in, involved in the the whole internet side of all this because we've had people on. They talk about uh, Jack the Ripper and, and some of these other serial killers. And, and they tell me that there are like literally entire websites and discussion groups. They say there's something called uh, a, a, a rip, ripperologist, somebody who is yes. like, tell, tell me about those people. And is this like, has this become a hobby for people well, it's it's a, it's 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 a passion that people have um, for this great mystery of who might he be, um, and so ripperologists, um, you, you know, they know inside out, um, you know, the sequence of events, the chronology, the victimology, um, the geography of uh, of. Um, uh, you know these crimes, which which uh, you know there weren't that many. There was like five or six, depending whether you accept you know a sixth victim, um, you know the canonical as canonical victims or or, or not. Um, and of course, the, usually it's somehow to link Jack the Ripper to some prominent figure in either the British aristocracy or in the arts. Um, uh, you know, it's very rarely who Jack the Ripper probably was and jack the ripper um was not a surgeon he wasn't a doctor he wasn't an artist he wasn't an aristocrat he was probably a schlub living in that same neighborhood um which he was familiar with um he um was you know no probably very much a loner um, you know, the way he attacked those women, it's unlikely that this was, you know, one of our suave Ted Bundy type of serial killers. Um, 
and he lived and died um, anonymously. So um, it's uh, I, we don't None even of that know makes if he wrote a, the letters. That doesn't make an exciting movie, you know? though. <laughs> that, no, that and, and and here's the other thing: what what makes Jack the Ripper exciting is, of course, he wrote all those letters. We think, but there's no evidence whatsoever that they were written by Jack the Ripper. For all we know, could have been written by a journalist, um, you know, in London. You know, there was a whole newspaper war around covering the Whitechapel murders, as, as those Jack the Ripper. Yeah, fascinating. Are. Now, I had heard on a recent interview you did that this is the Sons of Cain. This is it. You're not going to do any more books on serial killers. Is that true, and, and why? Well, I, I thought um, um, until um, kind of I was returned back to my beginning as I was finishing Sons of Cain, thinking it was my last book, um, the daughter of one of the victims who was beheaded uh, in that incident that I had walked through contacted me and asked me if I would help her um, interview the serial killer to locate her mother's head, which she would like to reunite with her mother's torso buried on Hart Island in New York, which is New York's Potter's Field. Over a million Amer um, New Yorkers, unwanted and unidentified New Yorkers, are buried on this island of the dead in, in the Bronx River. Wow. And, and, and so um, she befriended the serial killer, Richard Cottingham, and um, asked him to um, meet with me, and and that's what I've been doing. Um, and and I'm happy to say that as of last week, um, the NYPD cold case squad has um, started looking into this location. We've, you know, according to his, if he's not lying, you know, that's always a possibility, but. Um, according to what he's telling us, I think we've pinpointed um, find the mother's the remains, which would be fantastic, and that's going to be an, another book. The kind of the that's story what I'm working your... on right now. That's wow. right in the wow. middle so of writing. So you can't get away from this. You you think you no. can get away from this, but it's going to mm. probably keep coming back. You know, so this is how it well, is. Sons yeah. of Cain. We're out of time, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. The book is Sons of Cain. Check. Jim Paris, and if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. Com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. 
This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. 